So how do you solve a problem like Mariah? As my brother said, spoiler alert, you can't. So there you go. I'm just an Australian girl with the world at her feet, working in public relations and communications, who is learning about life and myself every single day. Join me as I tell you stories, share my outlook on life, and just talk utter garbage. This podcast is where I talk about my world, your world, and the world around us to hopefully inspire or just entertain, but it'll be fun, I promise. On today's episode, I'm currently in New Zealand, so this is a pre-record, but I have a really amazing special guest who is to talk about living the dream and living that laptop lifestyle, working and traveling with a family, which is pretty incredible. I also have a great hack to make your life better and it's about self-love as well as an amazing quote from my beautiful friend Haley's Insta story, which I stole, and the birthday bender, which was quite neck level. So let's get started. Welcome. I'm back for another episode of How Do You Solve a Problem Like Mariah? So I'm currently in New Zealand. So this is a pre-recorded show. My challenge of New Zealand is hiking and camping just out of Queenstown. It is probably freezing right now, so pre so please pray for me. Uh, before I start, I just want to quickly talk about the Taylor Harris post. For those who aren't Australian or for some reason haven't been on social media for the last few weeks, a photo was posted of a female athlete kicking a football, which is an Aussie rules sport. When she was kicking the football, her legs are split, so you can't see up her shorts, but you can see the inner her inner thigh which is no different when a male kicks the football. Anyway, people on social media went disgusting with males posting eggplant emojis and they just sexualized this photo. This is actually horrific. Like, what is actually wrong with people? I was horrified, as were loads of people on social media, which just goes to show that people don't stand for this crap, which is great. But we need to stamp this out. It's just not on. Why, as a female, would our photo of the same athlete, just a female, be sexualized. I mean, in those photos, you're more likely to actually see something if it was a guy kicking the football than a girl. So they have way more to show than us. But anyway, it's just not okay. So amazing that people stood up for it. But yeah, it's got to stop. It's just not on. And I think all the people that post this, like, how would you feel if that was your daughter, your sister, your mum, that someone was talking about like that on social media? You just, you would not have it. So why are you doing it to someone just because they're an athlete and they've got profile? Like, they're people too. So just cut it out and really think about what you post before you post it, that's for sure. But full support for Taylor Harris. She is gorgeous and she's killing it being an athlete and building her own brand and seriously, is an inspiration to all females, especially when she posted things to just but some, a lot of people, if someone was talking about like them like that on social media would actually hide away, but she did not. So amazing, full support. I just also want to mention uh, my beautiful friend, Kelsey, moved over to the States with her husband as he takes on an amazing journey playing college football for the Oklahoma State Cowboys. So I wish you two all the best and Kelsey will miss you so, so, so much. But I know you'll kill it over there. And everyone just follow Tom Hutton, um, the Oklahoma State Cowboys playing college football this year. So 
So all the best to you too. So to make your year better, I think we all need to practice self-love. And I talk about this a lot, but I've just got some tips on how you can do that. So I think you should just start every day writing something down or saying one thing that you love about yourself. Whether it's when you brush your teeth in the mirror, you don't have to say it out loud, you can say it in your head, or in your notes on your phone, just make a habit of doing it. And the more you do it, the more you actually start to believe it. It's amazing what our brains can do. It's called cognitive behavior therapy, I think. Well, anyway, the more your brain recognizes that you're seeing positive things in yourself, the more you will out of habit. So start doing that. Then a more practical life hack is iPages if you're an Apple user. If you have a Mac, an iPhone, or just iCloud, you can use iCloud iPages. iCloud can be used through like any internet browser. You can sign in with your Apple ID. And iPages is kind of like Microsoft Word, probably not with all all the bells and whistles, but I actually find it has quite a lot of great things. You can do templates and everything. And it's free, more importantly. And all your documents are synced from any device you're on. So if you're on your phone, on your computer, on your iPad, you can actually work on a document wherever you are. And you can actually add people to contribute and make changes to that document. Actually changes my life. If I'm working on something at home, on my laptop, in the iPages app, It'll actually sync to my iPages account so I can pick up on my phone or my work computer. It's so good. Okay, so within the last couple of weeks, I've noticed people keep saying to other people that we look tired or sick, even if we are tired and sick. I actually think it's super offensive. I don't like it at all. I've been to work once and said oh you look really tired did you get much sleep last night sometimes I had sleep and I just maybe I just look like shit then so maybe just tell me right you'll have shit today if you're really worried about someone like being tired or feeling sick maybe just ask them if they're okay or if they're feeling all right instead of you look tired or you look sick because you just pretty much tell me I look like shit and what happens if I wasn't tired or if I wasn't sick then I just look shit I'm really not okay with this. I'm very passionate. So stop telling people they look sick or tired. Just maybe reframe it if you're worried about them to ask how they're feeling or if they're okay. Okay, let's just go with that for now on, please. So in the last episode, I talked about birthday month. And apparently birthday month's not enough. You've got to have a birthday bender as well. And mine was very next level. It kicked off on Thursday night at Richmond, Mexican, $12 margaritas. Highly recommend half-price nachos too at South of the Wall, but I've said this time and time again, I don't need to weeknight drink anymore. Anyway, so we're in Richmond and the AFL just started. For those who don't know what AFL is, it's our form of sport in Australia, apart from rugby, that we love. Anyway, so after Mexican, we went across the road to one of the bars to watch the football. And as soon as the football finished, because it was literally down the road, all the crowd pours in. And there's like a group of five older guys on a, I don't know, like husband's away trip. Anyway, they wanted to start playing drinking games. Apparently, that's what you do at a bar. And I taught them 
hang on two seconds. It's I just asked my housemate, she could grab Parmesan. Sorry about that. Because um, we do this no meat Monday thing now. So every Monday we all don't eat meat. And I'm trying risotto, vegetable risotto, and I forgot to get Parmesan. So anyway, try that too. No meat Monday. It's good for the detox after the birthday bender. Anyway, so apparently in Sydney they play drinking games at bars because these guys wanted to play drinking games. And these were really, really crap. So I introduced them to tennis. And if you don't know what tennis is, it's like you're all in a circle and you have an imaginary tennis ball that someone throws up and you clap in the direction of who you want it to go to. Then they have the ball and they can clap it back to signal back to you, clap it to their left, to the next person or right, whatever. Or they can clap their hands straight and it will skip that person. And it sounds easy, but it's not. Anyway, if I can find like a YouTube of it, I'll show you. Anywho, you would think 40-year-old men would be good at comprehending drinking games. No, they're all terrible. Anyway, we end up seeing people we knew on the way out from back home. Dean and Corey from a couple of episodes ago when we all went out and Brittany was going to Queensland with them. So we stayed a bit later drinking with those guys. And end up going to bed at 3 a.m. after demolishing Kit Kat Gold and a wrap. 3 a.m. You know you've been up too late, right? On a weeknight. When you wake up at 4.30 and usually your alarm goes off at 5, sometimes quarter to, depends what day you're going to the gym. You wake up at 4.30 and you get up and you check the time. So that was half an hour before my actual alarm should go off, but it didn't. And your phone's only at 50% charge. That means you have been up way too late. 50% charge. That suggests not a lot of time on charge. Anyway, the next day was my birthday. I ended up having cake for breakfast. Work was quite a struggle, but I got through. Um, anyway, for those who are concerned, I did stop drinking at midnight, so it was okay to drive to work. But anyway, and then I had to drive, well, I drove all the way back to Gippsland. I had dinner with my family, had a salted caramel espresso martini, which was amazing, and drinks for Kelsey's going away. Way too many shots. Coffee Patron, too much. Anyway, we ended up at our good friend of the podcast, Jake's Place, for more drinks. Then I realized I'd had to get home, so Dad said he would come get me, which is a rare occasion for those who have listen to dad on the podcast that he was actually drinking on not drinking on a Friday night but poor thing he's got a sore foot so best wishes to dad anyway number one key learning your dad doesn't know how to use google maps so you have to actually explain to him where to go it was a, a disaster he was not happy about trying to find the house. His quotes, we may as well have ended up in Rosedale, which for those who know is like a lot further out from where we actually were. So anyway, my dad doesn't know how to use Google Maps. And then next day, mum and I come all the way back to Melbourne and we had drinks on South Bank. So that was a three-day bender. I, safe to say, fell asleep on my bed on Saturday night at like 10 o'clock. It was a huge birthday bender. Anyway, 
probably should not encourage the birthday benders. Um, be safe on your birthday. Have fun within means. So now I'm in New Zealand detoxing, hopefully. Well, I know I will be, but hopefully I'll come back feeling a little bit more refreshed than I am right now. So let's cut the benders and let's talk about something a little bit more inspiring apart from I am, that is not an inspiration. Anyway, so I guess you've all considered having an online business or living the lifestyle of work and travel at the same time or even working for yourself. There's a lot of self-motivated people out there that really want to work for themselves and build their own business. Well, my special guest, Frankie, he is living this lifestyle and I caught up with him to discuss what I would classify as living the dream. And he does all this whilst having a family, which is incredible. So let's hear from Frankie and his amazing lifestyle. Okay. Thanks so much, Frankie, for joining my show. Um, Firstly, just tell us a bit about yourself and your journey. Hey, Mariah. Thank you so much and lovely audience for having me here. Um, Yeah. So we were talking a little bit off air before we got on here and what's really, really interesting about my life and why most people listening to this would be interested is because I've been able to go from having a pretty boring, miserable routine, nine to five, grinding away in a life where I felt like I was meant for more than this, where today, um, you know, I kind of live a dream. Like I get to travel the world and, um, you know, have all kinds of freedom and flexibility in how I me. I get to really live my purpose and today feels a lot more like a blessing. And so, you know, a lot of times people are asking me questions, how can I live like that? What do you do for money? And, you know, what's your secret? And it's really, really, I think more than anything is, is just about focusing on, on really getting started. So to take you kind of where I was from, I'm from a little small town called Windsor, Ontario, Canada, which is about five minutes from Detroit in America. So it's like one of the most ghetto cities in the world. So I always joke and say, I grew up close enough to the gunshots uh, to hear them without getting hit. And if you're from this place where I'm from, what's interesting there is the industry is, is car companies. There's Ford, there's General Motors and Chrysler. And so there's this script written for everybody who's born in this city that says, you're going to grow up, you're going to work in a factory and you're going to get a good, stable, secure job and you're going to make something of yourself in this factory. And I went to school down this path really, really quickly, uh, studied as an engineer and what I found myself is, is, as an engineer, is that dream that everybody told me was the dream, I actually achieved very, very young in my life. So I was 19 years old, and I got a middle management job inside of a factory, uh, Ford, in this case, yeah. the, the Ford Fixer Repair Daily, if you, or if, you, if you know it's an acronym, or uh, fucking owner, really dumb, we also call it, found on roadside dad. Um, but yeah, so this this... I, w- I was working in this place, and it was very interesting because outwardly, in a, everybody told me what a success I was. They said, "Oh, you're you're so lucky. You get you get benefits, and you get um, to make a high hourly wage, and you're a respected member of the community." And I never felt more out of place in my life because I woke up and I went to a smelly factory 
that breathed in toxic chemicals. I was around angry, negative people who often like hadn't showered in weeks. An attractive female was like a rare lost sighting in this place. And it was just an awful, awful existence. And I would go home some nights and just like want to cry my eyes out. It was so brutal. And, but I, I got this pat on the back from everybody about what an amazing, um, living it is. And now, um, in the last year and a half, I think I've been to 25 different countries. I don't know. I don't even, um, have track of it. I've gone around the world, like one and a half, uh, two times. I had a baby girl. Oh. I'm learning different languages. I read most of the day in the sun or somewhere beautiful. Like I almost every single day, um, with rare exceptions where I'm in airports and things like that, wake up and see something beautiful every day. And because I'm in just such this amazing setting, there's a, there's a perpetual inspiration. Yeah. And ironically, the, the funny thing is I realize I work more now than I ever did. <laughs> but, but what's, what's amazing is, is, is that I want to, like, I don't, I'm not in a situation where I have to anymore to just, you know, pay the bills and, and, um, I think, you know, having a, a clear focus is a big part of that for sure. Yeah, that's awesome. So when, when you're living in your small country town, um, what, what drove you to push past where you were to where you are now? Well, I think, Mariah, you know, if you're listening to your show and you're in in solving problems, I think you probably had the same feeling that I did, which is I just looked around me and I knew like I was meant for more than, than this. Like there's more to life than grinding it out at a factory and sweating and breathing in chemicals. And I, I couldn't really explain what that was, yeah. but it was really just um, starting with a feeling that life could be beautiful. Life could be amazing. Life could have a purpose. Life could... Um, and that doesn't mean it's not hard sometimes, you know, we're all still human. Like I would say, like for me, I actually deal probably with more problems on a daily basis than I ever did, but it's, it's, it's amazing to get to be able to solve the problems that we do. Um, you know, sometimes it's like, where are we going to live next week? I don't know. <laughs> so many choices. Well, let's narrow it down to 10 places in the world that we really like. Yeah. Okay. Well, how much does this one cost? Are you looking at Airbnbs? Yeah, like that's like kind of like the problems we solve on a day, but like we totally love doing it. <laughs> so where, where are you currently living now? So as I look out the window, I'm in a, a little small town in Germany, and this is because where uh, my amazing lady, that's actually one of the big changes I've made as well, is um, I can honestly say I'm in the most fulfilled relationship I've ever been in my life. Yeah. And uh, so I'm visiting her little tiny village in Germany for the first time, just oh, wow. a bunch of crazy German family. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was some interesting experiences to say the <laughs> least. So what was your next step from working for Ford in a factory to where you are now? What was your next step to push past that nine to five? Well, you know, I think the, the number one thing people get stuck at in that whole scenario is, is usually income. It's like it's yeah. a money situation where it's like I don't want my job, I don't like my job, but I need the paycheck. Yeah. And I've only ever seen it done three ways. There's the, the jump out of the airplane and build the parachute on the way down method. 
Um, that's the one I chose. I don't necessarily recommend it for everybody. Um, but for me, it was just like one day I just gave him my two weeks notice and decided I was moving to another city. And it like terrified me. And I had a, a dream that a friend of mine owned a magazine and we were going to move it to the big city and try and make it big. And that was a whole crazy thing because he actually bailed on me the night before. That was, um, so I, um, this the way I've seen it done, the income way, and this is, I think, for most people, the much um, more practical way, and that is, you just got to figure out, you got to start somewhere and work on building a side income, doing something you yeah. love, so that as you grow that, eventually it becomes big enough that you don't need your job anymore, and then you can yeah, um, awesome. get out of that. And then I've seen another third way it's done, and I've only ever seen one friend this do this, but I had a real estate friend who... He's a, also like a millionaire who travels the world. His name is Tom. Uh, he's from Toronto, Canada. And Tom originally started working in computer science and knew he wanted to um, invest in a bunch of real estate and build passive income so he could travel. Um, and what happened for Tom was he needed his computer science job, and so he didn't know what to do. And one day on a Sunday evening, he decided to stay up and drink, I think he told me, like 16 coffees in a row. <laughs> And he went, he said, instead of going to work in the morning, he went to the doctor and said, doctor, I can't go to my job because I'm so stressed out. And the doctor checked all his levels and he's like, your eyes are blood your pulse is racing. Man, you are stressed out about your job. And said, let me write you a note for a stress leave. And so he got a paid stress leave for a year while oh he built God. his real estate business. So there's one exception, but everybody else I've seen only ever do it two ways, which is... To fully 100% go for it or uh, to just start small on the side yeah, and build it in a way that's comfortable for you. Yeah, for sure. And and how did you go about finding what you wanted to do as, well, not your side hustle because you just went f full forced. Um, so what did you do after you moved? Like what what was your your side business, actual business that you performed? See, I think this is one of the interesting things that really trips people up. Is um, So for me, um, I did a shitload of trial and error. So I, I literally um, tried probably 200 different businesses. like, And some of them like really weird and strange. I remember, what you find in doing all these things is you realize, that, I think, that making mistakes are a necessary part of the process. Yeah. And so your first business is never going to be what you want to do for the rest of your life. And it's always going to evolve and grow. Yeah. And so I think what most people are looking for is this one perfect answer instead of just starting with whatever you have as the best answer today. Yeah. yeah. And what you'll find is like, for example, so the last business that I grew was with lawyers and I um, became this like international speaker in that community. I knew all the top lawyers in America I actually even, they accidentally named me as one of the top 100 lawyers in America because they thought I was one of them. And it was just a business that I did as a you know marketing consultant. Yeah. And what I found is that what people, are, what people say is true, that lawyers are assholes. And when I realized that, I'm like, I don't really want to work with lawyers. They're kind of assholes. Yeah. You know, I stopped and I refined the business. Well, who do I really want to work with? And so mistakes like these, I, I feel like are, are a necessary part of it. And yeah. a lot of people get tripped up in trying to find 
this you know golden unicorn in the middle of the forest instead of just saying you know what's the best step I could take today yeah so that's that's very interesting I'm sure you've tried many businesses but uh, what what's your advice for someone looking to maybe start working for themselves obviously you did say try the side hustle first but how do you how do you um, oh, sorry, what advice would you give to someone looking to find whether it's their purpose or their interests inside hustle? That's a damn good question, by the way. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think the biggest thing, and it's, it's very cliche, but it's really, really true, yeah. is it would be two parts. The first is believe in yourself. Yeah. And the second thing, which I think is, is even more valuable in the internet has made this easier and faster and better, which is to find people who are really already doing what you want to do. Yeah. Even if you don't know them personally, yeah. because they'll give you a, a sense of possibility. So like to give you an example, one of the shifts that I've made is I used to, dread Facebook like it used to be like the bane of my existence to have to go on this thing because yeah. it was such a negative place yeah and one of the things I realized is that firstly is that I could filter those people so I didn't have to see those negative posts like we could stay friends yeah I would, and so what I realized though is that there's all kinds of groups on Facebook places like communities where whatever you want to do, whether that's travel or make an income or have the right relationship, like people are already gathering and having these conversations. And what one person may tell you is impossible is right there because I think one of the biggest challenges you're going to meet in the whole thing is, is the resistance you get from people who you otherwise really care about, yeah. which may be a mother or a father, or a brother, or a cousin, or an uncle, or a best friend, somebody you really love and cherish yeah. that tells you, oh, you can't do that. Yeah. And, um, and these are little small comments. So, like, for example, um, I just had a newborn baby girl four months ago, oh. and I had a conversation with uh, my crazy-ass uh, German mother-in-law who said to her daughter um, something like, oh, don't worry about losing your pregnancy weight, I never did, you won't either. Oh. And, and of course, in, as in her crazy, fucked up experience, that's actually a really loving comment. She's yeah. trying to say, hey, don't dream like that yeah. because those dreams aren't realistic. They're not going to happen. Yeah. And you're going to experience this in some form or another where people are going to tell you your dreams are impossible. And I think it really, really helps just to have resources of um, – of people that are really doing it. So now what I've done is now when I scroll through Facebook, it's nothing but communities of people yeah. who are living these dreams. So for me, when I go on something like social media, I just see a world of possibility of like, Oh, I could be doing that. Every time I see one of my cool friends doing something cool, I'm like, how did you do that? How can I do that? Right. And it, it causes you to become a bigger version of yourself. And I think most people are, locked into an experience where they're the only one who thinks like they do. Yeah. And so what they think sounds crazy or insane to everyone else to the point where they start to doubt themselves. Yeah. 
But if but if you start to find the places where people do think like you and are doing what you want to do, what you'll find is um, you become way more connected to your dream in a very real and practical sense. Yeah, that's really like interesting. To, and it's sometimes things like if you if you want the travel lifestyle like I do, like for example, uh, one of the things most people don't realize is that. Um, Travel doesn't actually have to be all that expensive like people think it is. Yeah. Um, because what I learned is when I used to travel, um, my girlfriend at the time was a teacher, and we would um, always travel in the busiest times of year, like yeah. summer, spring yeah. break, Christmas time, the holidays. And so flights cost us five times as much, hotels cost more. And so what I found is what it would cost us to fly somewhere for five days and stay in a hotel is now what I can spend for two months staying in a you know a long-term Airbnb and actually have a home somewhere yeah. somewhere beautiful that inspires you. And so a lot of times um, you, you, you pick up little resources and tips from these amazing communities oh, yeah. that you wouldn't have otherwise known. Yeah, for sure. I'm actually part of a couple of um, female solo traveling groups and and yeah, it's amazing that some of these women are traveling on their own and finding the most amazing places off very little money. And they all give each other advice on, on what to do in certain places. And it's really, it's really interesting because majority of the holidays I book are expensive <laughs> because I'm at that point where I'm like, well, I'm just going to do as much as I can because obviously flying from Australia is expensive because it's so far away. So I make the most of it, but I think if it come to it where I wanted to do what you do and travel full time for years to come, I would you'd definitely find a way of making it a lot easier to to travel for a lot cheaper. Totally. So what made you take this plunge to move and live in completely different places each month? Um, yeah, you know, to be honest, it was just like, there was so many beautiful, amazing places in the world that I wanted to see. And actually, I would say one of the, the biggest things I struggle with daily is like, where am I going to go to next? Yeah. And, um, it's, it's interesting because, um, I think once you get a taste for a beautiful experience, like some part of you wants more and, and. I think like the best thing you can do is really connect with for yourself what a life that you don't need a vacation from feels like. Yeah. Because I think if the vacation is the highlight of your life, then it's a sign that you need more of whatever that highlight is. Mm -hmm. That's really interesting. Where's the best place that you've been to or lived in so far? Um, I don't know. I mean, for me, there's, there's been a whole mix of, I've had like, uh, I'm a big nature guy, so I've had tons of beautiful nature. I got to, uh, if you've ever been to Lake Louise, Alberta, Canada, it's like every photo you take is one of the most beautiful postcards you ever look at. Uh, the same thing was true in Norway and in Innsbruck, Austria. It's like, you can't take a bad photo of the place. It's just so beautiful. 
And uh, so I have a mix of the beautiful nature. Sometimes I go to connect with really amazing people. Like one of the things about living this laptop lifestyle now is that I know people all over the world, but I rarely know a bunch of people in one place. Yeah. So for me, it's an excuse to go somewhere new to meet somebody that I already know that's amazing. And, and it's more fun when you can have like friends wherever you're going. Yeah. I actually tease one of my um uh, best friends growing up, he moved to Norway, so I went to go visit him. And I also know the most famous doctor in Norway who's working on, you know, some amazing work. Yeah. And uh, so I teased him. I said, you've been living in Norway for six months, and I'm still your only friend. <laughs> and I've never been here, and I got two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so sometimes it's really just fun to go to beautiful um, um, people I also like make decisions sometimes based on like beautiful events, right? Yeah. So obviously so, for you, it'd be making connections. It's um, the most important part of what you do, not only traveling, but work. So what's your advice to someone looking to break through those barriers and network? Where, where do you go to make all these networks? You know, to be honest, I think it's, for me, less about um, where to meet people because the to meet people is like there's endless opportunities yeah. for that. Like, I, I really think like you could sit in a mountain in a cave meditating by yourself and go, I don't want to meet any people. And eventually somebody would come up there and go, what are you doing in that cave? Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden you'd become a tourist attraction and you would like, you literally couldn't avoid and um, so for me, it's like less about where to meet these. And it's more just really about um, taking a deeper interest in people than you can ever do before. So like one of the things that would be interesting is I talked to the number one marketing guy in the world who I actually met at that Hollywood party in L.A. Mm -hmm. And he's a guy who's like done almost $10 billion worth of like business improvements around the world. Right. And compared to me or com with me compared to him i'm like a grain of sand in his world that he doesn't even notice right yeah. so there'd be every reason for him to not take me seriously and i remember getting on a uh, an interview with him his name's jay abraham by the way in case you're wondering mm -hmm. um and he uh, he spent the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes of the conversation asking about me because he had been Googling me for 10 or 15 minutes before yeah. to see who I was. And he was deeply interested in who he was talking to. Yeah. And what I found is um, if you care about people more deeply, and I, I don't mean that in a superficial way, which means like, oh, save the world and care for everybody. But I mean, the, the like-minded people that you most resonate with, that you would most happy to bump into if you ran into them in a deep dark alley you wouldn't shit yourself you would be excited to see them yeah and really taking an interest in those people and what i find if you just do that um the where to meet people answers itself because you you just go to wherever they are yeah already <laughs> yeah that's that's really interesting i think um one thing i've learned in the last probably month or two is those like-minded connections that, um, you know, those can lead to a lot more opportunities than, than you could have imagined. So that's, um, and I guess you, uh, attract people 
like the law of attraction, you'd attract people that um, are like yourself if you've got that mindset as well. So I guess one of my next questions is I ask everyone that comes on the show, is there a quote that you live by that you could share with us? Are you there? So, hang on. So I think my next question would be, and I usually ask everyone that comes on the show, is what is a quote that you live by that you could share with us? You know, honestly, I would say um, I'm a bad person to uh, ask that because I probably listen to 100 quotes every day. So one of the things that I did for myself that was really helpful was to make a vision board of all the people I wanted to connect with, yeah. all the places I wanted to go, all the things I wanted to do. And also I put some amazing quotes in there. And um, I don't know, I have so many good ones. Like one of the ones is uh, Confucius says, the secret is not to use all your energy fighting the old, but to use all your energy on building the new. Ah, oh, I said that one last week in my show. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's a great one because I think it it frees you from whatever your problems are of today. Yeah, to redirect your focus on well, what do you want it to be? What yeah, do you want your life to look like. And I think like also taking from that, you know, not being afraid of change, and um, that's I just did for my work a um a strategy, and our, obviously things develop. We go digital. Now everything's online, lots of things change and when you have people for work for a company for a long period of time, change is really hard. So that was one of the quotes that we kind of used for that strategy to explain to people that you need to start focusing on the new instead of worrying about the old because it's not going to change. It's not going to go back to how it was. So Yeah. You know, can I just say on that? a really helpful thing to realize when I worked in the, the factory slaving it away up Ford, yeah. everyone's big change that they were all looking forward to was retirement. Yeah. And so in Canada, this happens when you turn 65 years of age. Yeah. And so they were all, if I can just make it to 65, yeah. I'll finally be home free. Yeah. And what most of them didn't realize is, um, they literally died within a year or two. Like yeah. almost half the people I knew because you spend your entire life breathing in toxic chemicals yeah. 12 hours a day. Usually that's not a recipe for a long lasting life. Yeah. And so if you fight the change, I think in many ways it'll literally, it can kill you. If yeah. you stay stuck in a place that you're not happy with, you know, stress is the biggest killer there is. Yeah. And, and usually what I, Sorry, we can say. Sorry. No, you go. Oh my God, we're having a Canadian fight. That's what we call this. <laughs> I'm I'm glad to be talking to somebody Australian. It's it's nice to reconnect with polite people. Um, yeah. what I was going to say is also I think with um the quote that resonates with me is happiness is a journey, not a destination. Is you know we live we spend a lot of our lives um thinking of the next venture. So like you said with retirement you know, we wait until we can retire or we wait until we finally got married or until we have kids or until, you know, anything that we're waiting for instead of focusing on the present, 
and we wish half of our life away. Yeah, so, totally. Um, so I just think maybe before we wrap up, is there anything else you want to share, like any advice you want to give anyone looking to make that massive plunge into, you know, living their dreams or focusing on their purpose? Yeah, I mean, I think the best thing you can do um, is just one word and to give yourself some time to really just sit with that one word is why. Yeah. Because I think that once you see the reasons for whatever the dream that you're chasing, you want to really be real, then you'll really just find a way to make it happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think if people, people are generally looking for ways how to do it, and um, it's, it's definitely a good question to be asking, but I think the, the much better way is to, to figure out why you want to do it in the first place, and what you'll find is the how starts showing up when you're much more clear on the why. Yeah. Actually, that's really, that's really relevant to a lot of things that um, – I've been doing and I'm sure other people have been doing towards their goals. If you have your purpose on why you're doing it, then you'll find ways to make it happen. So that's, that's awesome advice. Totally. So where's your next, where are you heading next? Well, you don't know. Yeah. So I'm debating between a few places as I am. I was trying to narrow it down to 10. <laughs> so we've got California in there cause we love the sun. Yeah. And we've got a bunch of cool friends there. Hawaii is a possibility because we haven't lived in Maui yet. We lived on the big island and a volcano erupted right after we left, like literally days after we left. All the friends we had just made in Hawaii were like, volcano just came through and wiped my house out. I guess it was pretty divine timing that I got out of there. Um, We're looking at... um, Staying in Germany, but not so close that family can have random drop-in visits. Yep. So we're looking at nearby areas. Um, also in Holland and uh, Innsbruck, Austria is another one because it's beautiful and I love it there. So I don't know. Wow. Where's this, where's next? If the choices are endless. And how do you go about traveling with a, a newborn? Well, we're really, really, really fortunate in that because we both – live this laptop lifestyle and we set our own lives um you know we can wake up when we want go to sleep when we want buy a flight when we want leave at a time when we want and you know we just leave a little extra early it i think you know one of the things we were really worried about is having a kid and people said oh you can't you can't have kids and travel yeah and that really scared me because then i looked around and i i saw like oh actually people with kids don't really travel nearly as much and then what i started to to do is the same advice i gave to people earlier which is i'm like well who are the people that are traveling with families and how are they doing it and i just checked all my friends and i found a couple of friends who were doing it and i asked them how do you do it it's What's your secret? And they told me, you know, the two biggest things that stop most people are either a job that they can't leave yeah. or a school that their kid has to go to. And they were like, hey, if you homeschool and do an amazing job of it, you're actually doing better and you can do it on the road while traveling with your family. And I'm like, that sounds pretty cool to me. Yeah. So do you have plans of ever stopping? Or 
you have yeah, actually, we, we have really talked about having a home base because, believe it or not, even even traveling, you eventually get sick of in one place. But yeah. it's I think it's amazing to, to live in one place, not because you were just born there or it's near where you grew up, which is how I lived the first 27 years of my life, yeah. but to live there because you're, you think it's so beautiful and you're inspired and the people fill you up and you just love the food or whatever is you know significant to you about that place to, to live somewhere that makes you feel most alive. Yeah. No, for sure. Well, good luck with it all. Do you want, do you have like any Facebook or Instagram that people can follow you on, follow your journey? Yeah. So if you want to find out about more, um, you know, one of my secret weapons is that, um, I had some mystical experiences on some, sacred plants back in the day that really just made me have a deep hard look at my life and we help people to do that it's obviously not meant for everybody um but if it's meant for you it'll be the most like life transformative thing you ever go through and we teach people how to do that even if you don't ever want to take the plants um because the the lessons that you learn from them are pretty universal so if you want to get seven day course in that you can go to um sacredplantretreats.com and uh, download that stuff for free. Awesome. Well, thanks heaps for joining the show and sharing your journey. It's been awesome. Thank you, Mariah. Thank you, amazing listeners. How good is that? And he does that with a wife and a child. Like, amazing. And I wonder where he is now. I spoke to him a couple of weeks ago, but I think he's still in Germany. So shout out to Frankie who actually sent me a nice birthday message, which was really, really lovely. So thank you, Frankie, for that. Okay, so I'm going to finish this episode up with the most amazing quote that my beautiful friend Haley posted on her Insta story and immediately is like, I have to copy this. All right, here goes. Hopefully I can say it all in one go without stuffing it up. It is a beautiful quote. Life is too darn short to live in a mediocre way. Wake up with a purpose and make the best of each day and your short time on this earth. Stop saying, I'll do this when I have more money or I'll start when I'm more settled. Stop making excuses. If I told you that all you need is what you have right now, that's all you need to make a start. It doesn't matter if you're 17 or 50. Set your alarm for tomorrow morning and wake up with a purpose. Always give your best and live your best life. Don't let the years pass by because you don't get another chance. This is it. As so true. Life is too damn short. And I've always found myself making those excuses like, I'll do it when I have more money or I'll do it when I have more time. I'll do it when I get back from here. I'll do it when I get back from there. Some things, obviously, you have to wait. Some things take time and need timing, but make a start. Like it has, it could be a tiny start. It doesn't have to be like, oh my God, I'm going to launch something tomorrow or, oh my God, I'm going to fly to a mystery place tomorrow or I'm going to just pack up and leave. You don't have to do it like that. It doesn't have to be so daunting, but make a start. Start putting that dollar away from that dream trip or Start researching, start, you know, make yourself make a start and then you'll find you consistently start doing it and then you get through all the really hard parts 
and then the jump is really easy. So it's all about preparation. You don't have to be this spontaneous person to live an amazing life. It's all about taking tiny steps or big steps, whatever is makes you comfortable, but stop making excuses. You can absolutely start today. And that's all for me. And as I keep telling you, love yourself. Try the self-love tip. Say something you love about yourself right now. Do it every day and it'll become a habit. And I will be back to talk about my New Zealand travels very shortly. See you later. I hope you got something out of today's show. And if you like this podcast, don't forget to tell your amazing friends. Also subscribe, rate and review on iTunes. It'll only take you a few minutes, but it'll go a really long way in helping me out. And also, if you want more information on what I talked about in this show, you can click on the show notes link in the description. Also, I'd love to hear from you or even just love to connect. So you can follow me at Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at underscore Mariah Mackinnis underscore or at the Travelers Antiques, where I post a little bit of more of my personal life on my personal page and my traveling tips, hacks, and pictures on my travel page. And you can also email me at Mariah underscore Mackinnis22 at outlook.com. I love hearing from people. So just shoot me an email and we can have a chat. And also, if you want to read more content from me, you can find it at atravelersantics.blog. And I'm calling on you for your help. I'm going to write a book, an ebook on travel, from tips to funny stories to fails to life hacks. And I want to create the ultimate travel guide. But I need you. So please get in contact with me. And you'll go a long way in helping me collaborate and make this book. And I feel like it'll be really, really amazing. So check out the blog, have a read of it, see what, let me know what you think, and we can definitely have a chat. All right, have the most amazing fortnight, and I will talk to you soon. So I headed to Vietnam late 2018, and the one thing that you don't even think about is if you'll need a visa or not. I was just imagining the amazing food and the beautiful Halong Bay, but luckily for Vietnam visas. They make the whole visa process so, so easy. So to book your visas, please go to the link in the show notes, which I'll add, or in the description. You'll find all the information that you need to know, and they will help you make sure your trip to Vietnam is super amazing.